Hey, you guys, this is Sarah Kroger, and I am so excited to talk to you guys today. You know, someday I imagine that I'll have a fun theme song, but for today, I'm a mom in a basement waiting for my kids to bust in like winners of some strange contest, you know, where the winner is the one who gets to find mom in the most awkward or unfortunate time. But whatever else is true today, I want you to go about your business with the belief that you were loved into existence on purpose, with purpose, and for purpose, and that that purpose isn't just to make it to bedtime. Hey, so it's been a hot second since we talked, huh? Because the last thing that you heard, did you listen to that interview with the amazing Amy Seifert? That was recorded before it was published, and so I feel like it's been a long time since I've been sitting in front of the microphone. So what's new with you? See, in that part, I really do want you to answer me, even though I can't hear you. You can message me. You can comment. Leave me a comment. Leave me something below Um, wherever it is that you're listening to this, because I really do want to know. I know that colloquially we say like, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm great. How's how are things? Oh, we're fine. All that kind of stuff. But for real, what's going on with you? How is the season of you? How is your summer? Um, I don't want to talk about the trendy and trite things that we're all talking about. And and like, how you doing with lockdown? How you doing with back to school has kind of become the new, hey, how are you? Um, everybody's, everybody doing all right? Yeah, we're doing all right. You know, that that's kind of become the new question that gets asked that nobody really answers. And I think that, I mean, every, every society has ways that we greet each other. I'm not saying that that's wrong or that I don't want to have a a way we greet each other, but I also don't want it to be just that. I've never been one for niceties and small talk, mostly because I'm like super awkward um, and I don't do small talk very well, but it's also because I, I really want to know how you are. I really want to know what's going on in your head and, and how you're managing all of, all of the things. Um, you know what I mean? So today I want to talk to you a little bit about golden threads of grace and lemonade. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. Just go with me. So as part of my routine, most days, I can't say all days, and I I never want to, I want to give credit to myself without having to be perfect, but I also don't want to put forth an image of something that's not true. I have a morning routine that I do most days, and I teach a lot in mindset and habits about bookends and how you can if you have a good start and end to your day, the middle can go completely sideways and it's okay. You still can get through the week and think, oh, I I had, I had good days this week, even if the middle goes kind of sideways. And the bookends really have incredible power over your perception of how your day went. And frankly, if you're interested in bookend habits and learning more about it, I actually have a free, um, course is completely free that you can do that where you can download worksheets and and work through the process of setting up some bookends. So shoot me a message or if you find my links in in social media, whether it's on um, TikTok or on Instagram or on Facebook, you can click my link tree and you'll find it there too. There is a a, an easy um, 
free class on how to set up those bookends. But getting back to the topic, I want to talk today about the golden threads of grace and lemonade. And you've all heard the expression, you know, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. And I, I want to go for that today and say, I don't want you to make lemonade. Or really, I don't want you to just make lemonade. I mean, for sure, find the good and the negative. But don't be so quick to deem a situation negative. Because just because it's hard doesn't mean it's a bad situation that you're just making the best of. Have I ever told you the story about the the man and the horse? That's not a very good intro. Just bear with me. So there's a man whose horse runs away, gets out, breaks through the fence and runs away. And his neighbors are like, oh, man, that that's rough. What? That's bad luck. And he goes, you know, good or bad, it's hard to say. And the next day, the horse comes back with three other horses, three wild horses that it buddied up with, you know, out on its rantings. And the neighbors again, they're like, wow, that's amazing. What good luck. And the man says, good or bad, it's hard to say. A couple of days later, the man's son was trying to break one of the horses to ride it, trying to train it to ride it. And he got bucked off and he broke his leg. And those same nosy neighbors are right there who clearly have no work of their own to do. Same nosy neighbors are right there saying, wow, man, that that's some bad luck right there. That's that's rough. And the farmer, you guessed it, says, good or bad, it's hard to say. A week after that, the recruiters from the army come by looking for young men to call up to war. And they get to the to the to the farmer's house and they see his son completely laid up with his foot completely out of commission. And so they don't even stop. They go right on by because that man is not fit for service in his condition. And those same nosy neighbors come up and say, wow, what a break. What good luck. And the farmer, of course, says good or bad. Hard to say. And the point of that is. We are so quick to label situations as good or bad or circumstances as good or bad or even feelings as good or bad. Like depression is bad. Optimism is good. You know, joy is good. Happiness is good. Sadness is bad. Anxiety is bad. Do you know what I'm saying? And and I I think that there's some merit to how you can have more peaceful life and how you can have um, a better outlook versus, you know, what you focus on, you get more of. And and when you have this negative outlook, you tend to stack negativity in your life. But we're very quick to decide, oh, right away, that's good, that's bad. And I think in that, in, in that leanings, in those leanings, we tend to miss the opportunity for what we can learn and, and who we can become in those circumstances. So just because it's hard doesn't mean it's bad. And it doesn't mean it's a bad situation that you're just trying to make the best of, right? So do make lemonade. Do. Count your blessings. But also practice gratitude. And so that's where this thread, golden threads of grace come in. I need to look back and figure out who coined that phrase. Um, I think, I don't want to say the wrong thing because I've read a couple of really good devotionals lately. So I was before reading Amy Seifert's devotional, um, Grace Looks Amazing on You, and now I'm reading one. 
Holly Girth about um, bravery, strength and bravery. And and I think it was in the second one, but I'm not 100% sure. You should follow both of those people because they're incredible. Um, and maybe you can tell me then who said it. But the idea of the golden threads of grace, and she was telling the story about Joseph, as in Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, and all of the things that had gone wrong in his life, you know, like his brother selling him into slavery or throwing him in the bottom of a well to be forgotten and die. And when he came back and and met his brothers again when they came and discovered he was still alive and and what his fortune was at that point and he forgave them he chose to look back and he found the grace woven through all of the situations of his past and he responded by speaking of God's grace and goodness amid his difficulties and so much hardship was sewn into the fabric of Joseph's life and he chose to look back and find the grace woven through it all. That is not ever easy to do, but maybe a little bit easier after all is said and done because we know he did not die forgotten in the bottom of the pit and he did not um, suffer the famine that the rest of the, the world at the time was suffering and all this kind of, he, like he made it through, right? But you have made it through a hundred percent of your bad days. Even the really, really, really bad ones where you had moments where you honestly didn't think you were going to make it through. You really didn't think you were going to make it through. You did. You made it through them. A hundred percent of your bad days you made it through. And you have more than just making it through to... To note, I almost said celebrate, but that would be deciding that it was good, right? Because we're not just here to make the best of it. And I maintain that there is always joy and gratitude regardless of circumstance. You do not experience joy when you have a good circumstance because otherwise there would never be anyone who had fame and fortune and still was sad. And there would never be anyone who was poor and destitute destitute and still happy right so we're not just here to make the best of it we're here to really really find the golden threads of grace throughout our life and to figure out what we can learn that all of our struggles are opportunities for us to learn and I want to be really careful here because there's a difference between God's permissible will and what he causes or makes happen. So COVID, the death of a baby, cancer, God didn't cause those things. And not everything that happens is a direct punishment, but it could be something that he allowed to happen. And I, thankfully, am not God. And so I don't know in any particular case, is this something that a, a natural consequence that he allowed to happen as a result of our free choice? Or is this... Um, something that he allowed like in the case of Job where where the devil was testing his faith and God allowed some things to happen he didn't cause them but he allowed them to happen um as proof of Job's steadfast faith I don't know I don't know like I said thankfully God is God and I am not um but as an example of of more than just making the best of something Tony Robbins who I love listening to talks about his gratitude for his abusive mother and it's kind of hard to listen to some of the things that she did to him um, when he was younger and some of her responses to him 
when when he was younger. But he talks about his gratitude for her, not because it was good or how a mother should be, but because he became who he became wouldn't have happened otherwise. And she says, if she'd have been the mother I needed her to be, I wouldn't have become the man I've become. And I was like, whoa, that's major. I can be grateful for struggles and sufferings, not seek them or think that they're good or caused by God. But I know it says in Romans, God works good in all things, not just in some things. God doesn't just work good in some things. It says in Romans 828, I believe God works good in all things. Full stop. Right? Not kind of, sort of, not some things, not every once in a while, not if we really wish it hard enough. Like God works good in all things. Everything that happens, whether you decide it's good, bad, or neither, God works good in those things. For his glory and on, on behalf of those who love him, he works good in all things. At the very least, you can be grateful for who you've become and that it wouldn't have been possible without this, whatever that struggle is. And I can tell you, our family, our, we had some issues in 2019 that were the worst of my life. Truly, uh, all the struggles. I, I know that a lot of people are lamenting 2020 and it has been a challenging year for sure. But as, as a family, 2019 was our dark, hard year. Um, and still, regardless of that, I gained self-knowledge. I gained business growth. I built, I scaled up one business and launched a second one. And those things came out of a time. They, they simply would not have happened if I hadn't been so challenged down to my soul. To the point that I weren't, I wasn't even sure we were all going to make it out of that year. Truly. And I can be grateful, not just, not just in spite of. Here's good that came out in spite of a year. I can truly say to you, I am grateful for the struggles of that year. Because who I became and the opportunities that I fought to bring about are so amazing. And I will tell you, there are pieces of it that I'm still struggling with. There are still, there are pieces of that familial discord that are still impacting me and my marriage and my children and all of our relationships that I do not have a pretty red bow on top of at this point. But I know that it's coming. I know that there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that go into it. I don't get to just hold my hands up and be like, okay, God, here's my blessing. Where is it? Like, I'm ready to catch it. You know, I, I don't get to just hold my hands out and say, oh, well, I, I'm ready. Give me my blessing, right? I really believe here's my blessing, you know, because God's timing is also perfect and outside of our understanding, right? To God, a moment is a thousand years and a thousand years a moment, and so I, I don't get to say, okay, well, I am ready to receive the blessings. I am ready to be grateful for these things. So now it's time, right? Because God's timing is perfect. But I know 
because I've seen too much to not know that God works good in all things and that there is great blessing coming from those struggles, even the ones that we have not seen yet, been able to see, been able to see yet. And another quote, and I do really think that this one is from Holly Girth that said, don't try harder, rather fight back. And that was just a beautiful image for us strong women. I, men out there who are listening, God bless you. I, I hope that you enjoy and get some good out of this. Maybe it's just to understand the finer persuasion a little bit better. But I know that most of the people who listen are women and, and, and that's my experience. And so that's primarily who I speak to. But um, I want to leave room for everybody to be blessed and to to seek some perspective. This isn't stuff that's just unique to women. But when I say ladies, it's because... I know that the majority of you listening are ladies. Um, So the idea is don't try harder, rather fight back. I love that. Us Wonder Women, we regularly feel like we are both too much and not enough at the same time. And so we have this like, oh, I need to try harder. I need to be better. I need to be cleaner and more orderly and do more things and have more this and have my hair this and my makeup this and my clothes this and my body this and my children this and my house this and it's exhausting and you still have to make a meal plan and make sure that dinner's on the table at a certain time right instead of just this idea of trying harder I want you to think about fighting back the accusations toward our souls aren't proof of our inadequacy, their proof we have an adversary. Holly Groth said that in her devotional. I'll I'll put the link to that devotional in the show notes because I want to give her some credit and I want you to get the devotional because it's incredible. And I didn't bring it down with me and I don't want to say the title wrong. But write this down. The accusations toward our souls aren't proof of our inadequacy. They're proof we have an adversary. My friend, You are the battleground. Your mind and your soul are the prize. That's the spoils of war. The enemy is loud and smart and cunning. He's tricky and relentless. And friend, we are tired. We started this pandemic tired. How many of you (laughs) in the before times, you know, before March of 2020, when the world turned upside down. I'm really trying not to sing right there. Um, How many of you already said, I've got a lot on my plate. I'm really busy. I'm really tired. We already were tired. But you know what? God is not. He is steadfast and steady. He is always. Period. His message doesn't change with the time or keep up with the trends. He doesn't shout or bully and he never wavers or gives up. And his army is relentless too. Remember that Satan took a third of the angels with him. That means that God's army is twice the size. And I said this in a live on Facebook the other day. 
We're fighting from victory. We're not fighting for victory. We're fighting from victory. Jesus Christ has risen from the dead for the salvation of our souls. That's the final score. The good guys have already won. The victory is God's. When we fight, we fight from victory. You have the winning army doing battle on your behalf over you because you are the battleground. When you're tired, remember that. You don't have to do all the fighting yourself. All of heaven has your back. My daddy used to say to never wish away time. That was always wise advice. But it seems even more so today. Don't skip to the end or just wait for things to go back to normal. That is not happening. <laughs> Whatever you believe about any of this. It, forget COVID. There is no going back. That's not a thing. Even if all you did was go on vacation, there still is no back to normal, right? That's not a thing and it's not going to be a thing at the end of this pandemic, whatever that even means. I don't even think people know what the quote unquote end of the pandemic even means. Because these things are not going to just disappear. We are not going back. So you cannot just wait for things to go back to normal. Even if that were possible, which is not, but even if it were possible, you would miss the golden thread of grace that is woven through this time too. This permission to slow down, seeing how your kids learn, even if distance learning was stressful at the end of last school year, and the uncertainty of the coming school year is even more stressful, there's still a golden thread of grace in there. You have choice in the things that you used to take as a given. You have gratitude for the times when you could just hug someone and realization of how much you really do love your friends. You're being confronted with the places you need to work on your relationships. Your children are still growing and having milestones that we will miss if we're all focused on the wrong and we're all waiting for things to go back. I don't know about you, but we've had um, two birthdays since the beginning of lockdown. We've had some sacraments, thanks be to God. And we've had in the midst of lots of things being canceled, we've had some opportunities and we've had some celebrations that are different than the way we normally do them, but still happening. And I don't want you to miss that. Don't just make lemonade. Who you are is defined by the struggles you don't just live through. Who you are is defined by the struggles you don't just live through. You overcome them. I love you guys. I am so grateful that you are here listening to this. And I really truly hope that you find some encouragement in it. Please consider sharing this and blessing someone else's day in the same way that it blessed yours. Please 
give us a rating, give us a comment, give us a subscribe on whatever platform you listen to. Take a screenshot of this episode and post it on your social media so other people can be blessed by this. There's so many exciting things going on here in the Purpose Project and this is just one piece of it that I want to share with you and give you the opportunity to share with whoever it is that you see fit. Guys, have a wonderful day. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, look around you. Be grateful for your struggles. Don't just try harder. Rather, fight back and share with me, please, please share with me that golden thread of grace that you find woven throughout your day. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Oh, you're still here. Oh, good. So I wanted to make sure that you knew where to find me because obviously you found this podcast and I'm so grateful that you did so, but I want you to know that you can find me mostly on Facebook and Instagram. I'm Sarah Kroger on Facebook and Sarah's Purpose on Instagram. I also have a fun little TikTok account that who knows how much longer that will last, but you can find me there as well. I also wanted to tell you about something really cool that we are doing. We are on at the time of this recording the second round of it, and it was so exciting the first time that I want to do it again. We are doing a Venmo tip challenge. You can find my Venmo link either at the link at the top of my Instagram bio for my link tree or on Facebook, same place, or you can message me and I'll send it to you. But here's what we're going to do. We are going to pool our resources, 50 cents, a dollar, more if you want, and we are going to give a massive blessing to a stranger. And my husband and I, we do not go out on a date all the time, but we try every couple of weeks to go out on a date night. And to be clear, you are not contributing to my date night. We are 100% taking everything that's pooled so that we can come together as a community and as a community of listeners and followers to bless the socks off of somebody. You guys, if you have never blessed somebody in that way, this is an opportunity for you to do it outside of what you feel like are your individual means. Because I don't know about you, I can't just drop a $300 tip on somebody just because it seems kind of like a nice thing to do. But could you imagine being on the receiving end of that if a group of strangers pooled together to give you a life-changing evening? That would be phenomenal. And so if you want to be part of that, check out my stories on Instagram or my posts on Facebook. I'll give you more of the details or you can message me and I can give you the details and you have an opportunity through this to be part of something bigger. Guys, I can't wait to talk to you soon.